I'm the sports board soprano. <laughs> singing a sweet song to lead us into this episode of Sports Sports. I was going to call it the Sports Sports Angel. Oh, it, well, the angel's <laughs> going to have to wait. That was the Sports Sports Soprano singing the only way he knows how, Soprano. Okay. Ashley, welcome to Sports Sports, new episode. Yes, thank you. Ben, welcome to you too. Oh, thank you. To Sports Sports, new episode. Yeah, we have a, another great one. We do, yes. A tied for the greatest episode. Yeah, wow. That we've had so far. We have George Caraman. And this is a really, really interesting one. Right, he talks about surfing. Yeah. Something I know very little about growing up from growing up in Ohio and then moving to New York City and just living in California for a little more than a year now. I mean, I've lived in California almost my entire life, and I still knew nothing about it. So the stereotypes are, are wrong, people. They're wrong. We don't wrong. all surf every single day. Don't believe them, people. The stereotypes about Californians surfing with their sunglasses on and beanie hats yeah. are all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we do wear beanie hats in the summer, though, and it's dumb. I get it. Hey, hey mm. what do you do? Beanie hats are comfortable. I like them. That's true. That's, That's true. Fine. Well, Ashley, what's going on in your sports world? Anything fun, exciting? Um, what's fun and exciting? Uh, the Giants won one game against the Rockies, which was cool because, dang, they're good right now. They're really good. The Rockies. Uh, are? The Rockies. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even paying attention. To the Rockies. Um, rude. Uh, no, it's okay. Sorry, Rockies. I'm uh, not paying attention to you. Yeah, they're always good in the beginning of the year. They were good all year last year, so I have to give them credit. But who knows how long this one will last? Um, Warriors are still in. Uh, they're in the Western Conference Finals now, playing against the Rockets. Yeah, here's the thing that's been kind of crappy about these conference finals. All the games have been pretty boring. I mean, in terms of scoring. Yeah. There hasn't been any super close games. No. I mean, Although both of the series are very close, but the, the, none of the games have been Yeah, close. it's been a near blowout every time. I mean, tonight's game between the Cavs and the Celtics, what was it, by the Cavs won by 10 or 11, and yeah. that was the closest game so far, right? Right, right. I mean, I'm not certain, but pretty sure everyone's been winning by 20. Right. Well, the other thing I'm excited about in the sports world is we're going to a soccer match tomorrow, a football match. Yes, we are. A friendly match between Dortmund, your favorite team, My Ashley, favorite team, yes. And Los Angeles Football Club, LAFC. Yes. Which is a brand new team that kind of yeah, just snuck up. Yeah, did we figure up. out what's happening with that? They're, I mean, they're <laughs> in the MLS, apparently. Okay. They just kind of snuck up on me, and I didn't even realize they existed until so they're not the galaxy. a couple of months ago. No, they're not the Galaxy. Oh. Right? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to uh, an American soccer game, the first professional American soccer game I've been to, although I went to a game in Wales once when I was visiting in college and that was very nice. cool yeah but we'll see another one and, and i can't wait i'm going to drink a pint of lager uh, yeah <laughs> can i drink a pint of lager <laughs> and then we're gonna get into it i'm very excited yeah soccer's great it's a soccer's fun so much fun it's a fun game uh, and I, I can't wait to see it live too because it's something that i've never even thought about going to live yeah and all of a sudden we're going i've only uh watched a live soccer game in really bad seats right behind the Brand, like the second deck behind the goal. So. Oh yeah. Well, we have bad seats, I mean, but they are not behind the goal. They are, yeah. I think, in the like corner, in like the top. I mean, that's better than end zone corner. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it'll be good. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes. And yeah, it'll be great. So yeah, we got a great episode coming up here. George Caraman has been in a lot of different things. He's a fantastic actor. Yes. Very funny comedian. Yes. Great 
comedy writer, great yes. comedy improviser, great comedy friend, great comedy friend, which is most the most important type of comedy thing you can be. A hundred percent. You might have seen George on TV shows like Search Party. Recently, The Last Man on Earth. He was in an episode of Silicon Valley a while ago. Broad City. Broad City he's been in. He's been in like all the great TV comedy yeah, shows. Yeah, all of your favorite comedy shows have George in it somewhere. Yeah, George has appeared. Yes. Um, he's also has an Instagram called Toilets of <laughs> Los Angeles. Where it's important to know because... You know, you're walking around town, you see a toilet, you think nothing of it. Right. Now I walk around town, I see a toilet, I think George has to know about this toilet. Yeah, it's George has life. probably taken a picture he's of it. He's probably already seen it, but I just want to make sure he knows. And posted it online. Yeah, yes. he's, uh, and then also he's just a great friend. I've, uh, I personally have done stuff with him, including long-haired businessmen and men's Thanksgiving and men's hairstyles, which are three men's. Uh, three man, man things, man comedy things that we have done together with our other friend, Pat O'Brien. They're my absolute favorites. Yeah, so uh, he's a great guy, very funny, great friend. He knows a lot about surfing. You're going to learn all about it. Yes. So before we get into it, though, make sure you turn to your loved one. Tell them how much they mean to you. Yeah, please. And that includes pets. Hippins, get over here. And then the other thing you're going to want to do is log on to the internet. And either tweet us questions, comments, yes. or pictures. Pull over your car right now. At Sports Sports. At Sports Sports is up the, the handle. Internet. Yeah. Or you can still email us. The email address is sportsports at gmail.com. And while you're at it, go into Apple iTunes and rate us and give yeah. us uh, comments and stuff. Give us comments. Apparently that helps. I don't know. I don't know anything give about marketing. Give us five marketing. stars. Um, because or what four is stars, really. I mean, I'd take four stars. No, no, no. Please, no, just give no. us three stars. I don't know. I'll no, take three stop stars. it, stop it. You're going too low. Uh, just give us it 80 stars. It doesn't cost you anything. Give me One or two stars. That's, I'm begging you. That might hurt us. All right. Well, this is the, <laughs> the episode. George Caraman talking about surfing. Ashley, take it away. Whoa, me? All right. Here we go. Cowabunga dudes. <laughs> Scream on the phone. Yeah. On the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very embarrassing. All right. Well, welcome to Sports Sports. Yay. George. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be a sport boarder. Yeah. yeah. Sport, a sport boarders, mm -hmm. sports heads out there, Bortz Nation. Yes. Pay Bortz attention. Nation. I love Bortz Nation. We got George Caraman, actor, writer, comedian, Hell and yeah. sports head. Hell yeah. You're a bit of a sports head. I'm a sports head from the, from the fuck. I'm from the OG, dude. Yeah. You've like, been yeah. a sports head. Yeah, yeah. I grew up a sports head. The first thing we usually do is just get your background, uh, your sports background, what, sports you, background. what you played, what you enjoyed yeah. watching, who you're a fan of, right. why you're a fan of that team. Well, I uh, I grew up in New York City, so I was a fan of, of all the New York teams, but uh, specifically Knicks, Giants, Yankees, although I, I did like the Mets and yeah. I did like the Jets when they were good. I was a bit of a front runner with the Mets and the Jets. Yeah. So, so uh, like... Vinny Testaverde, Wayne Corbett, um, those years with the Jets, like they were really good. They were twelve and four one year, and they lost to the Broncos in the AFC Championship. Uh, I think it was the first year the Broncos won with John Elway and Terrell Davis. That Jet team, I was all about. They were fucking awesome. What year would that have been? I think ninety eight. 
Um, so I love the Jets then, but like Giants have been my team like through the thick and thin. You know what I mean? Um, and my dad was a big sports fan, and that was like probably our main bonding thing was mm-hmm. just like watching sports together and stuff. And like my dad would watch, even when I was a little kid, my dad would, because you know, in New York, you have the Jets and the Giants. And I remember my mom would get so annoyed because my dad would have to watch all of the game for both teams. Oh, yeah. A, that's a lot. That's all yeah. your whole Sunday. So yeah. your dad was also, he was also someone who watched both. and He watched like both. That. He watched both. Even when he was more of a Jet, he didn't watch Met games, but he was more of a Jet fan than, than I. Like, even when the Jets sucked, he watched Jets games. That's Got interesting. It, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've ever talked to a big sports fan who had a dual uh, – Lived in a city that had yeah. two teams and also followed them both more or less yeah. equally with that maybe a, a preference, but yeah, I think more my dad's equal. preference was the Giants only because the Giants were better more often. But like my dad was around with like Joe Namath and like that was yeah, a big Broadway Joe. Broadway sure. Joe. Did you know that uh, Broadway Joe um, kind of hit on my mom once? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's. In one way, uh, not surprising because yeah. Broadway Joe probably hits on. Yeah, no, Broadway Joe's. <laughs> not, not that your yeah, mother is wow, a very yeah. special. Saying, I thought you were going to say because my mom is such a yeah. unique, beautiful woman, but <laughs> sure. Broadway no, I Joe. went that's the other way I with was going it. To uh, say. <laughs> but that's great. I mean, that's what I I picture Broadway Joe doing well, in his free time. Well, tell wearing us. a big well, fur it, coat. Well, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, look. <laughs> wearing knows, the fur coat, of course. Yeah. Wearing the fur coat. And this. who knows what his actual intentions were, but knowing Broadway Joe's rep, you know. Yes. He, they sh- they were on the same plane, I think, coming back from Los Angeles. And this is in Bro- Broadway. Joe was a player. This was post Super Bowl, I think, like not like immediate, but like he was a, a huge celebrity. And they were on the same plane. And my mom noticed like, oh, that's Broadway Joe. And he asked her if she wanted to share a cab back to the city. Whoa. Oh. Uh, it, like out of nowhere? Did he I not? guess they I think they were like getting their bags, you know, at the um whatever it's called, the the like baggage claim. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I'm sure my mom just was like noticing that, oh, that's a famous person. And then he like just came over and was like, Hey, like, I don't know. He's, oh, he asked her if you are you headed to Manhattan? And she, my mom said, Yeah. And of course Broadway Joe being the cool sport because a lot of those New York celebrities don't live in the city. You know, they live in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of Broadway Jersey Joe city. lived on Broadway. Uh, oh man! Wow! And uh, <laughs> what a life, Joe Namath has left. And Derek Jeter also. Derek Jeter lived on um, in Trump Tower for a while. For a really? Long oh, I didn't yeah, know. On, the, the on you know, like 59th. He li- I'm sure they lived at, like all over the place. Yeah. But you know that uh, 59th Columbus Circle. There's that one Trump Tower. Yes. It's like all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lived in the penthouse of that. Oh, uh, I know that Jorge Posada lived on 77th. On the east side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, Posada lived over there, and A-Rod lived, had, like, a fucking mansion on the Upper East Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. anyway, so Broadway Joe offers my mom to split a cab, and my mom, uh, so she, so the story goes, she declined. Uh, Good for her. So you, you don't know what else they said to each other other than him. I know that he cab. asked her if she wanted to split a ride to Manhattan, which, you know, I mean, who, whatever, maybe is out the kindness of his heart, but, like, Mm. What does a Broadway Joe need to split mm-hmm. a cab ride? Yeah, with he's not exactly. Yeah, you know he doesn't I mean? need mm-hmm. to get a lift. He, he wasn't right. getting a lift line after. Right, exactly. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> able to split a cab with. Right, this. and also you know it's funny. I thought about that, and, I, and my mom, my mom, I you know I totally believe her. I have no reason not to. She's and also my mom is like, she's cute as a button now. She was then too, and she's she's like really charismatic and lovely, um, and you know was a, I think somewhat of a babe, you know, but uh, but she was also like raised very Catholic, and I think like just 
I think she was probably flat. Like in those situations, knowing my mom, I feel like she was flattered, but like, oh, I would never do that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, like, that was clutching kind of her, her pearls. Yeah, a little bit. That, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But but it makes me wonder. I was like, that's, you know, what you, what my mom says. I'm like, that's cool. And I would totally believe her. But like, it is funny when you think about like your parents and those kinds of stories where it's like, well, I'm like, would I tell, like, what would I not tell my kids? Not because I'm like, like it's so embarrassed or it's such a bad thing, but it's like, ah, oh, my daughter or son doesn't need, like I could redact this yeah. part of the email. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, what, sure. like sure. what would, I mean, cause I'm sure there are things we we're not parents. We don't know, but it does make you think like, yeah, like my parents have definitely like left shit out. Yeah. yeah. You know? absolutely. So course. it's like, what, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe they made it on the cab. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> maybe she, yeah. And then she got out because he was a bad Oh, she definitely kisser. got out. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Broadway Joe, disappointing kisser. Yeah. That would be <laughs> a really, yeah, that's, I mean, you can manipulate any story you want to your children. Right. And they obviously can't say anything about it. They, but can't, these, say, they can't say shit. They can't say one <laughs> word or they're going to their room. <laughs> yeah. But I have, my mom had, has told me a story, like, not even really a story, more like a comment uh, all throughout growing up. Where whenever like smoking comes up, mm -hmm. smoking cigarettes, this is when I was like a kid and smoking cigarettes came up and I, w I asked her or I'm sure I asked her multiple times directly if she ever smoked or whatever, right. if it just came up. She was like, yeah, I was at a party once and I took a puff of something and it, I just hated it. It's stupid. It's not worth it. Yeah. And then like slowly later on, <laughs> she started changing the story uh -oh. to like. Well, yeah, your Uncle John, he brought some uh, some weird people, and they were passing something around. I couldn't tell <laughs> if it was a cigarette or not. And it just, like, slowly morphed into it's the first time she smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, yeah. It, no, you were just – that's you smoking weed. That's <laughs> all it was. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, I also – oh, also, speaking of New York um, – New York celebrities hitting on athletes hitting on my family. Derek Jeter bought my sister a drink once. Whoa. Not full blow. Again, hitting on is like a, sh I know I never quite know what that word means. Cause that means different things to different people. Yeah, totally. yeah. It's like, Hey, it's like hooking up, right? Like yeah. hitting on is to me means like a clear indication. Like I want to engage in like a physical romantic situation. I want to make out. I want to have sex. Like that's to me hitting on versus like, Hey, how's it going? You're you're this person at bar I'd like to introduce. Yeah. That's not necessarily hitting on. No, yeah. But there's flirtation there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a flirting. Way, yeah, yeah, not a yeah. Hitting yeah. On. But uh, my sister was only 19. She was walking down the street in Manhattan on the Upper East Side, I believe, and she passed Jeter, and she was like, "Oh my God, that's Derek Jeter!" And then he stopped and was like, "Excuse me," and she turned around and he goes, "You look like a real New Yorker. Let me buy you a drink." Whoa. And uh and, and she Jeter. unlike so cool. my mom, she went with him <laughs> to the yeah. bar. Well, it's Jeets. It's Jeets. Jeets. Retoo packed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a retoo packed Jeets when he <laughs> Yeah. He he offers you a drink. And uh and then she said that he just she sat at this bar with him and like seven of his friends and he didn't talk to her once. And like he bought her a beer and she just like sat there and was like felt oh. very awkward and then she just left. That's, that's oh man, yeah. that's really weird. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. He stopped her on the street and brought her into a bar where his friends were. Yeah. And kind of like negged her a little bit. Like oh didn't neg God. her, like wasn't mean to her, but just like kind of ignored her. Yeah. And I mean, then, that yeah. also, that that checks out with what I think Derek Jeter no. acts like. I will stand up for Derek Jeter every time. Okay. I do not like that he. No, I didn't. Did I don't. And I that's don't think rude it's, and weird. Yeah, it's that's rude. Very I mean, my strange. sister. I don't think my sister cared a whole lot. I think to my sister, she's like, it's that's she was just pumped that like Derek Jeter 
Because it wasn't just like, hey, yeah, I'll buy a drink. It was like he stopped her. Yeah. Right. And said, come with me. Yeah. And she was like, that was very flattering. And like my dad, when she told that story to my dad, my dad was like, what were you? Th- why did you leave? <laughs> <laughs> we could have been. That could be my son. Like, you know, uh, but it was my like, son-in-law, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> come here, Derek. But did you guys read you? You read that article about which I which is not necessarily again, I don't think makes him look like the worst person in the world or anything. But there is that article about the woman who slept with him twice and she, he didn't recognize her. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. I just remember I the remember gift basket. I remember and the gift yes, baskets. Yes, yeah. well, it's, yeah. it's the same story. Oh, yeah. same story. Because yeah. like she, it was like ten years later. Which again, I mean, like, I'm like, look, they're just pairs up with like a thousand. Yeah, people. I mean, like ten years later. You ten can't years really later expect. What do you expect from the situation? Ex- that's kind of how I that felt. that famous of a person. That's kind of how I felt. And also, like he did, like she did spend. I mean, whatever. It's not. I've never been in that situation with like some superstar at like so like what what do I know? Yeah. But there is that element of like, well, he did let her stay over. He did give her a gift basket. It's pretty corny and pretty like it's so sh- corny. It's, but it's the so gift funny. basket that he's given to like all nine hundred ninety nine other women. <laughs> but nonetheless, like at least there's like a slight like, hey, like here's a gift, <laughs> which is like shitty and like, but like n- for different reasons, you know? No, what I mean? no, yeah, those are two <laughs> no. separate yeah. uh, issues going on. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well, that's that, great. yeah. So that's so yeah. Okay. So then, long story long, uh, yeah. So those are my teams: Yankees, Giants, um, and and a little bit of and a little bit of the Jets. Knicks too. The Knicks were great when I was a little kid. You know, like Ewing's Knicks. Right. Yeah. Um, and then since they've Latrell Sprewell, Allen Houston Knicks, that was like my Latrell Sprewell is my favorite Nick of all time. Oh, that's a very cool. Yeah, Nick he's he's my favorite Nick of all time. I actually thought about even going with Latrell for this podcast, but I I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's enough. Uh, I don't know if I have an uh, if I have an hour's worth of Latrell, but I do love Latrell Sprewell like a lot, and I think he was pretty underrated, Nick, and kind of like an underrated dude. Like I know he got in trouble, yeah, you know, for strangling his coach with Golden State. Well, stuff, yeah, that's the. I mean, that's the problem with Latrell is that's what he's going to be remembered right. for no matter what. Right. And he was great. He played for the Timberwolves for a yeah, while. Yeah, and he right. was like a very cool, fun shot in the arm yeah. for the Timberwolves. And when he came in the league, he was a lockdown defender. That was what he was drafted for. It was like he was a defensive guy, and then he became an offensive dude when he was mostly – he flourished with the Knicks in that system because it was like him in Houston and like Ewing as like the old battered third option. But that team, man, like when they, when they went to the finals in 99 – Lost to the Spurs four to one. That was a lockout year, oh, um, right, right. which I went to Game Three of that year actually, of that of that Finals, uh, and that was the one game they won. So that was cool. But that team was really good, and like they were the eighth seed. They were the first. I think they were the they're the only eighth seed to get to, get to the Finals, if I recall correctly. In the yeah, NBA. that's. I mean, that checks out. To I me. don't think they would have been the eighth seed in a full season because it was right, lockout. Right. But um, anyway, so that was my squad. I played a lot of basketball growing up. That was my main sport to play because I went to a Quaker high school and we didn't have football, but I love football. So football is my favorite sport to watch. Basketball is my favorite sport to play. I played in high school. I was the captain of my high school basketball team. Hey, where Whoa, to go? Hey, you know, See, uh, he's got the C on his chest. He's wearing it right now, folks. <laughs> Joakim Noah played in our league. I got blocked by Joakim Noah. Oh, nice. that's cool. So that was cool. He played for uh, Poly Prep in Brooklyn. And then I played pickup in intramural in college, and I went to Davidson College, which is where Steph Curry went. Yep. And I played pickup with Steph Curry uh, when I was a senior. So oh, wow. Cool yeah. So, so many personal uh, interactions. I've had a lot of personal interactions yeah. with big time NBA. And, well, and Steph Curry. One degree, one degree separation interactions, sure. too. It's in our blood. Your mom and and it's in our yeah. blood. Exactly. <laughs> Steph Curry bought me a drink. I said, Steph, relax. Wow. And then he just ignored <laughs> you. Yeah, he did. Then you hung out with And then I was like, I got to have him now. I want him. 
then you hung out with just Clay Thompson the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah. Didn't say anything. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. So that's kind of my sports background in a nutshell. I that's guess. cool. Real quick, yeah. you you're a football. You say you would want to have played football. What position do you think you would have played? Um. Well, it's interesting you asked me that, Ben, because when I was a kid, I always fantasized about being a wide receiver. Yeah. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. I would have guessed that tall, for you as skinny well. I'm Wait, tall, skinny. we should have guessed first. But well, I yeah. believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not lying. Yeah. I, I believe you. That was my honest guess. Here's what I'll say, though. In, in next time, uh, we will guess first. <laughs> I want to play. That's a new game. That's yeah. a new and, game. And next time, you will guess. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say this. I, I, I love. I wanted to score touchdowns, and I loved like I had. I have good. Ha- I mean, you know, for a kid, I had good hands. But I do think um, as I've gotten older, similarly with basketball, like I was a shooting guard, small forward. I didn't quite have the handle to be like a really good point guard, but I saw the court really well and I was a very good passer. And similarly with quarterbacking, I have a strong arm. I'm not very accurate. Like in baseball, gotcha. I can throw like a, a nasty fastball. I can chuck it hard. I can chuck it hard, but I'll also hit a lot of batters. Oh, yeah. sure. So sure, like sure. I never, but I also never trained. So I'm like, who knows? But I do think I actually could have been a decent quarterback based on just like I intuitively and the audience can't see but I'm kind of like moving my yeah. body. Oh right man. Now. Oh my yeah. god. I can't believe how quickly he's moving his body I like right now. I guess what I'm saying he's is shifting I, to I've the always left. felt like I had I definitely had a really high basketball IQ and I feel like that might have translated to football. So I could have maybe played quarterback but I always wanted to be wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any better I'd rather be a wide receiver than anything else in football myself. I think as I got older though, I realized how like even a dominant wide receiver like an Odell Beckham Jr. is my favorite football player. I mean, Odell's really dominant. But like most number one options, you're not involved in the game that much. You are yeah. in the sense the defense is always aware of you and stuff. But if you're the quarterback, you are touching the ball every offensive snap. Right. And like your impact on the game is so much stronger. That's why the Giants took some heat for drafting uh, Saquon Barkley with the second pick this past because he's a running back and not yeah. a quarterback. I think it was the right pick because I think Saquon's amazing. But yes. The quarterback just has such a bigger impact on the game. No, that's absolutely you know? true. And if you're a wide receiver, what if you get if you're a number one wide receiver, you get targeted what like ten times, right? And yeah, you might catch it six times, yeah. and yeah. then you might get a touchdown right. one or two times, right? Um, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, cool. What a background, a New York background, New, New York, York City, George. <laughs> Um, but George, you don't want to talk about any of that. I don't want to talk about any of that. No, throw it all out the door. <laughs> And kick it down the curb because right. today you wanted to talk about what? Surfing. I uh, I've recently since moving to California. Yeah, Ashley's doing the uh, whoa. Yeah, Cowabunga. You can't side. see this, Ca- yeah. but I'm Cowabunga all the way. <laughs> Is that uh, the official name of that hand signal? We're talking know. about no, the hang pinky. Loose, right? That's um, pinky and thumb. That out. is. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. What is? Isn't that? it hang loose? No. I think it's like. Um, Shaka Shaka Bro. Right? Shaka is that bro? it? I'm thinking and we're going to have this no out, clue. but I'm in my I didn't we know got it. we got the technology. Wait, Google. Let's okay. Google it. I think it's I fucking know this. It's um like gnarly bro uh fucking like Okay, so just to describe to everyone, yeah. we are doing the <laughs> yeah. the hand motion where the thumb and pinky are out and your middle three fingers are tucked into a fist. And then you shake it. And then shake you it. shake it. Yeah, it's it's an emoji. It is a whole emoji. Yeah. It's an emoji. Uh, maybe the emoji has a name. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm going to look up the emoji it. now. <sighs> We're going to. Like this sh- is for the, the viewers. The Shaka sign is what it's yeah. called. The Shaka. Okay. The Shaka, the Shaka. sign. Shaka. Sometimes known Which as. Which Ashley said. Yeah. Sometimes known as Hang Loose. Hang Loose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
hang with. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so since I moved to since I moved to California, which was exactly three years ago tomorrow. Um, oh, I yeah, happy yeah. anniversary. Thank yeah, you very wow. much. It's been a, a whirlwind of the three years. Uh, no, but I, I got into surfing. I started probably about a year in. I started surfing. And um, since the last couple of years, year and a half, I've surfed a decent amount. I wouldn't say I go. I'm not like a I'm not good. I've only been surfing for like, right. you know, a year and a half. But I very much enjoy it. And it's become like my new sport that I I, I surf more than I play any other sport. And uh, I've got and I've gone to, on two trips to Hawaii, and oh, I've kind of like I've traveling like, Hawaii. Yeah, I've like done some surf things and stuff, and so like yeah, that's the kind of the topic of conversation for today. Cool. Well, yeah. before we start talking, uh, I'm going to list as I always do five things. Before you do that, I just oh, want to say that I pause. checked on the emojis. It is called the shaka on and the emojis. Before we get into that, I just want to. <laughs> yeah, no. I'd love yeah. to just actually pick yeah. both of your brains on what you guys want to talk about next. The shaka, the shaka. So what's the shaka con? Shaka Khan is a singer. Nice. Yeah, he's it's, a funk singer. She's a funk singer. Uh, it's C-H-A. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Cool. Maybe so different. It's more Maybe French. Different. It's more French. Cool. Yeah. Five things about surfing to get us started. Feel free to talk uh, if you have any comments on this, George. Sure. First up, types of surfing include bodyboarding, kneeboarding, surf matting, which is riding inflatable mats and using foils, but most commonly surfing is used using to refer foils? using foils. <laughs> wow, I didn't this know this is any in the dictionary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But most commonly, most commonly, surfing is used to refer to stand-up surfing, which is you know people doing the shaka sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while standing on a wave. <laughs> Number two, the three major subcategories of surfing are stand-up paddling, longboarding, and shortboarding. Yeah. Right, paddleboard. Are there other categories, or those are the three main? Um, I mean, well, I guess I was gonna say I don't know if this would fit into how they're defining categories, but then there's like big wave surfing, right? Things okay. like that, which is different. But it's yeah. probably another sub 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 sub. Yeah, all that. Number three, surfing was first observed in Polynesian culture, where yeah. it had been part of their lifestyle for hundreds of years before being discovered by Europeans in 1767. Dang. And as a result, spread to the rest of the world. Yeah. There are also reports, though, of surfing being practiced in Samoa and Tonga long before the Polynesians were observed. So it's anyone's guess. It's anyone's guess. Hawaii is generally credited as like, which is has their roots in Polynesian culture as sort of the birthplace of like surfing as we understand it. Yeah. That's not to say that there weren't human beings standing on wood. Yeah. And riding, riding those sick. Right. Waves, right? But it's definitely a part of the culture there for a long and a proud part uh, for a long, long time. Yeah, why shouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, they invented a whole sport, a yeah. beautiful sport, a beautiful sport. Number four, the World Surf League, known as the WSL, WSL, is the governing body for professional surfers. The United States has the most number of senior male and female WSL champions at mm-hmm. 55. They also we also have the um, hands down best surfer in the world as an American, uh, John John Florence. John oh, John. Okay. John John Florence who was born on the uh, in Honolulu. He's he's Hawaiian. He's uh well, I guess they don't okay. So he's a white guy from Hawaii, which I don't I know that in Hawaii Hawaiians and locals like define that differently. Okay. So like there's if you're not Hawaiian blood, a lot of those guys don't say they're Hawaiian. They say they're from Hawaii. Oh, interesting. So that's a different thing. Got it. But he was born and raised in Hawaii. Also, 
the sec- the greatest surfer of all time to this point, which John John could surpass, is Kelly Slater. Yes. And he's also American. He's from That's Florida. a name we all know. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Slater's the, yeah, I vaguely know of that. And I just that's can't name any other. The that's the only culture. surfer I can name. Andy, like the Andy Irons is the other guy. Uh, he was Kelly Slater's, like, rival. They were actually Whoa. friends, but he was, like, the other really good surfer at the time. Interesting about those two guys is Slater was, like, the first sort of um, – He's kind of credited as being, like, the first professional surfer in the sense that, like, he's, like, you know, he treats his body like a temple. Like, he does, you know, he trains, like, a hardcore athlete. Like, all these things. Whereas, like, before Slater, it was a real kind of party culture. Like a recreational. A little bit, yeah. And it was, like, kind of a tough guy thing. So it was, like, yeah, like, go out, get fucked up, and then, like, go fucking big way surfing the next day. That was, like, kind of cool. And Slater was the first dude to be, like, I meditated, and I I only eat, like, kale, and I surf. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And Irons was representing the other side. So he was the bad boy. And Irons actually died of a drug overdose when he was, like, not – he was probably, like, in his 30s. Oh, Yeah, so. um, Yeah, well, that's – yeah, that's, you know – the choice you need to make. Yeah, but he was considered this. He's considered to this point the second best surfer of all time. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, real quick to finish that fact. Sure. Uh, followed uh, following the Americans. Oh, okay. Maybe, and this is a quick quiz question for anyone out there. What countries? What are the four countries that follow America? I can. I, I know definitely know one of them. I know uh, the second one. Just say it. I would say to Australia. Yeah. yeah that's second. I would say uh, South Africa. No, they're they're further down. It's Australia, oh. Brazil, then Brazil, yeah, then Peru, then Ooh. France. Definitely would not have France. guessed Peru or France. Yeah, and then South Africa. Wow. I would have said New Zealand, but is that too close? There's probably not enough people. There's not enough people. Yeah, yeah. But oh my God, France, really? Yeah. That's cool. And then finally, I'll have w- I have one more fact. Okay. This past November, and it was I just saw news about this when I was googling it hours ago. <laughs> Brazilian surfer Rodrigo oh, yeah. Coxa yeah, I saw this, yeah. rode an 80-foot wave in Nazaire, Portugal, Nazaire, setting yeah. a new world record for the biggest wave ever. Nazaré, yeah. Nazaré. Nazaré, yeah. It's a, that's one of the biggest, uh, that's one of the main, like, big wave surf spots in the world. Oh. That seemed, because I looked up the records, and it looked like most of the records had been set in Nazaré. Have you uh, have you seen the video of it? I didn't click on it. Yeah, I'm gonna pretty, look at it. It's pretty gnarly. Once we're done with yeah, this. it's crazy. Yeah, 80 feet. I mean, I mean, 80 feet is uh, so. Just to give you a little bit, uh, everyone listening out there, a little bit of context. Think yeah. of a basketball hoop. Yeah. Yes. Think of that eight times. Yeah. No. And you're on a little board. Yeah. That's literally a tidal wave. I mean, it's 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 like just seeing. You don't even have to see someone on that wave. You you see a wave like that in person. Like I went to um, when I went to Hawaii the first time. We went to Pipeline, which is another big waves uh, surf spot and we saw actually a wsl competition and we watched these pros surfing pipeline and it wasn't 80 but there were 40 to 50 foot waves and the thing usually those waves break really really far out those really uh-huh. really big waves uh at pipelines unique because it's actually very close to the beach so as a spectator it's like the best big wave to spectate because it, you can actually be up close sure and it's like scary to just l- watch and hear yeah. The wave. Like, when those waves crash, it sounds like a bomb's going off. It's so... They're so I mean, big. what happens if you, like, fall? Yeah, do you so, die? Yeah, you, you definitely can. And people you people do all the time. They, when we were watching... We, I didn't, we didn't see this literally, but later... We we left, but later that day, a dude uh, broke his back. Oh, um, my God. Uh, during the competition. And what they have is they have all these guys on ski-doos... Yeah. ...that have little rafts attached to the back of their ski-doos, and they're waiting... 
um, they were kind of like right just beyond the break. And they're waiting for um, a surfer to not make it out. And then they run in and gra- and, and they, they run in and, and the surfer grabs the little raft in the end and they zip them out before the next wave comes. Oh, yeah. That's like so. But e- but if you wipe out on that wave, you have to take at least that one wave uh, uh, like on the face. Yeah. And, then, wow. and those a lot of those big wave surfer guys, they train extensively on how to how to hold their breath. And a lot of them can hold their breath like I think it's like. I mean, it's over. It's like five minutes. They <gasps> can hold their breath. No, Dang. I thought you were gonna say two, and I was no, like, no. Shocked. It's like yeah. They. I think. I think the guy. I think the people for like. I think like half of the top ten people in the world for like how long you can hold your breath are surfers, are professional surfers, because they have to. That's how they train. They of have course. to be able to do that. They. So are you ever? Are they ever holding their breath while they're doing it, or is it just after they're done? They just have to be able to hold their breath for that long. What do you mean after they're done with what? Yeah, after the wave has been ridden. So, and so off the, the wave. Oh no! So the reason is, is uh, if you wipe out on a big wave, so yeah. the bigger the wave is, and you wipe out, the longer you're sucked under. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's after they're they don't need to, you don't need to like not while they're to, surfing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if they wipe out and they fall in the water, right? The wave has them. They might be underwater for four minutes. Oh my god! Like oh, to, wow. to the point okay. where they can't. They they will not be in a position to take a breath for to anywhere from two to four minutes but and here's what's crazy is the second they come back up they go (gasps) and then the next wave hits yeah to be able to do that over and over and over again so if you you have to have the lung capacity to be able to do that or you're gonna die and people do die so it's crazy yeah man tell you what surfing is not for the faint of heart it's really not i mean i you know i will never nor do i ever want to uh partake in any any big wave surfing i did when i went to hawaii the first time first of all let me give you this real quick i went to hawaii right so i have some friends who are good surfers i am not a good surfer but i enjoy it and my friend uh ashton who's very good he has a bunch of friends who are very good and we all went to hawaii like in january of 2017 uh, yeah a year ago january 2017 and it was beautiful. It was awesome. But these, this is the name. These are the names of the guys I went to Hawaii with. So we <laughs> well, Ashton was number Ashton's one. Ashton starting it off strong, yeah. right? It's very strong. Ashton, Ido, I-D-D-O. Whoa. Zen, his real name, <laughs> and Kick. No. no. Yes. This I sounds will, like a no. 90s children's movie. This is true. This is true. I will say Kick was supposed to come. He actually didn't Point come break. last second. Oh, Kick didn't make he it? He didn't make it. But, no. but And Kick's a really Kick, good surfer. what are you doing? But those were the surf. That's the name. And that's just guys. I'm those kicking just myself guys. over it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like, And that, I was yeah. like, this is a sketch. Like, this is yeah. amazing. And then All George. great guys. No. And then no. fucking George, George, the newbie. <laughs> Uh, the newbie boy. Yeah, George is, you know, whipping up some sandwiches <laughs> in, uh, in the back while Kick uh, dominates a yeah. big wave. Yeah. So, and Zen. Yeah, yeah, Zen and and Zen's Kick. getting laid in the back. <laughs> Don't bother him. He's having sex with a beautiful woman. Um, well, what's, what's that like going with... Is there anything like going to going surfing in Hawaii with very good surfers is that any similar to like playing a pickup game with really good basketball players is it that much of a bummer or? uh it can be but the thing is because surfing is a one person it's not a team sport yeah i mean you you're know not what I mean? passing obviously you're not passing like, stuff but i will say like yeah like the breaks that they were going to i could not uh i could not handle so it was a little bit like I it was more it's more on it's more on me to just make sure that like I don't feel 
like because in those situations I can be like, oh fuck, am I making this worse for them? And I just hated. Yeah, I, I just, hate that's feeling what I meant, that way. Like, yeah, I did. Sorry, I did feel that way. Okay. Those the guys were very very nice though, and and you know I never I was like, look, just go to the breaks you guys want to go to, and I'll if I just have to chill on the beach, I'll chill on the beach, which which I did at times. Um, and they were all very cool and, and nice and stuff. And that's but, not a bad consolation prize. You just get to exactly. Chill on the Hawaii beach. is beautiful. Like <laughs> it, you know, it was nice. amazing. But the first day we got there, we got off the plane, and and this one dude who who uh, wasn't staying, well, he actually was staying with us, but this guy named Maddie who grew up in Hawaii on Oahu, he was kind of like our tour guide. And he's he actually uh, has served professionally. Like, he was in a couple competitions. So he's, like, really good. And he was sort of our tour guide. And he's also just a really nice guy and was excited to, like, show us his home, you know? And so he took us to this break. We immediately got off the plane. And, like, you know, it was an early flight. I had, like, shitty airplane coffee and, like, a bad shitty biscuit or something. We get off the plane, and these guys are just – the one thing about traveling with surfers is you will do nothing else. Like, and that was fun for me for five days. Like that's, I knew that's what I was getting into, but I was like, Oh, like truly that's all they want to do. And it's fun. But like that's, so we got off the plane and it was like, it's exhausting. We were surfing three times a day and like surfing once a day, that's going to be a tiring day. So it was just exhausting. Also, it was just like off the plane, grab the boards. We're going to this break, like just from the airport to a beach. We didn't know nothing. You know what I mean? And we get to this beach and I asked Matt, he was like, hey, how big is this break? And he was like, yeah, I mean, it's like three to four. Right. And that means three to four feet. Yeah. So real quick, yeah. when you say break, what exactly does that mean? Just like a place where you surf, like a, 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 a um a place where there are consistently surfable waves. Okay, so like a zone of the beach. Yeah, zone of the beach, you could yeah. say. And this place was in Honolulu proper. And it was like, but you like, you know, you walk, you jump off like, you're basically like walking through people's like backyards and then you jump off this little like, you know, like bridge into the water. And it's gorgeous. But Hawaii is like the real deal. And all of the Sorry. breaks in Hawaii are reef breaks, which means that the water, Ooh. the waves are breaking onto a reef. Uh, so like as opposed to a beach break, which is like what most people would recognize, which is just like at any sandy beach, the, we, the waves are breaking on a, on sand. And then there's a rock break. Now, re- reef breaks and rock breaks, the benefit is that reefs and rock, like rocks usually don't move very much, right? They can, looser rocks. Reefs don't move at all. So the waves are always the same. They break in the exact same spot because as the wave comes into the, to the point, it just... It will. It will always. You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting, right? If there's surf, meaning like if there's a storm, and or like you know, 500 miles off coast, right. and then right. But beach breaks, you could go surfing. We could go surfing like Santa Monica, and like for 20 minutes, the waves breaking here, and then it's breaking over there. Like oh, it just because yeah. the sand on the bottom is moving around. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, so this is a reef break. Now reef breaks are great. The only problem with reefs is that um, they're literally like sharp concrete. Underwater, okay. yeah. so it's a sh- and everything is really shallow. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's very dangerous. Yeah, uh, so you skin and knees. Yeah, you can you can get scuffed up, and so like I, I was like about to go in, and Maddie's like, oh yeah, and just you know make sure you do a pancake dive when you you know uh, because you don't want to take any straight dives because like if you hit your head on the reef, like it'll cut your skull open. Oh, and I was shit. like, <laughs> Maddie, damn, I was like Maddie coming in hot, Maddie Ice, dude. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we get out there, and um, most people in, in most cultures in the world when they measure waves they're measuring the front of the wave so if you say three to four foot wave that means from the front of the wave from the bottom to the top is three to four feet right mm-hmm. now in hawaii for whatever reason they measure the back of the wave and that usually because of the curve means it's way higher 
right? So if you say three to four foot Hawaiian is really, usually it's double the size. So that was actually seven to eight feet. Oh, wow. For me. So it's like their own metric system. It's their own metric system. They're the only ones that do it. And I think it's just kind of like a fuck you to the world a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. So, which is cool. Yeah, they, they invented kind of surfing. The yeah, they, they, like they own it a little bit. It. So yeah. it's like, okay, cool. But I didn't know that. That's fair. So I go out there and I had never surfed beyond a four foot wave. And even a four foot wave, that doesn't scare me, but I'm actually probably not going to be improving that day because, like, it's too big. Yeah, yeah. And I know people may say, like, four feet, that's not that big. Here's what you have to remember. If you're lying flat on your chest and you look up and it's four foot, four feet of water, that is so much water. It's a lot. And it's so powerful. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this was seven to eight foot, which was insane. And that was so much bigger than I'd ever experienced. And I got so fucked up. And I, I definitely, I had straight up almost died. Like, not even exaggerating. Now, he said yeah. to... For you to pancake, what is that? Does that so just pancake mean like belly dive flop? means yeah, be- essentially that like, I mean, and he was way ahead of himself. Like he was thinking if I'm on the wave and I'm riding it, which is a huge <laughs> assumption, especially on a seven to eight foot wave, that when I when I like bail to just belly flop as opposed to like dive into the water because right, you right. could hit your head and cut your face off. Oh, and I was like, cool. I don't think that's going to be a problem because I don't think I'm going to be standing up at all today. But I got out there and. Um, I had never I had never been sucked under for that long in my previous yeah, I've been surfing for about eight months to this point. And like, you know, when you get sucked under for three seconds long, like that feels like a long time. When it's against your will, like you're just getting thrashed around yeah, and, you, and yeah. you can't three se- this was like ten seconds underwater. And that felt like an eternity. Oh my god. And it was like over and over and over again with like one or two breaths in between. And when you're out there, even though all these guys I'm with are really good surfers, it doesn't matter. When you're with seven to eight foot waves, like you're on your own a little bit. And yeah, I would you're come on an up, island. You're okay. on an island. And Ido, who's the sweetest guy, he's a British British bloke. I just have this very specific <laughs> uh, memory of like coming up and like clearly I was taking it on the chest a little bit and like not doing great. <laughs> like like obviously not doing great for surfing, but also like slightly panicking, you know? Yeah. And I like got on my board and I was kind of like, you, I just looked shell shocked. Like you could tell, you know? And I was like puking salt water and literally like two seconds later, another wave would come and I come up and I was like, and I'm like on my board and Ido just happens to be near me. And he, he like, I see him like look over at me and he's like looking at the wave and he looks over and he screams and he's like, just breathe, mate, breathe. (laughs) And then he fucking just goes under. The old boy Ido's about to come by and save you, mate. You just gotta hang on. (laughs) And so... He just he screams that at me and then and then like goes under so he doesn't get fucked up like he dives under a wave so I'm kind of on my own and and also you have to understand people don't understand this surfing is exhausting oh my god when yeah. you're getting sucked under over and over again like it zaps you of all of your energy your muscles will start to cramp and you're like not from no, it seems like nothing's happening because you're just on a board and then you're just under no like you it zaps you. And so finally I like get out and I, and I, I swear to God, there was a 20 minute window of just pure survival mode. Like just like, okay, I have to survive. And I puked when I got out and this was like, we had been in Hawaii for 45 minutes. Oh my God! Like it's we, all happened yeah, because we landed the plane and wow. then I went out there with these guys and I and I just thought like, oh, and I you made had it. not eaten anything yet, nothing other than shit, the shitty biscuit, shitty biscuit, shitty coffee. Oh yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was part of the reason why I puked and stuff. But I was like sure. sitting. George, there being please like, tell me you're hydrating at least. Though. I mean, you know, not even man. Wow, who knows? You know, with I all that salt water, like, even if he was. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I made a huge mistake. Like I should have never come to. Hawaii. I'm gonna die in Hawaii. <laughs> like you know what I mean. 
and like thank god it, that was the worst day by far of the trip and the rest of it was uh still bigger than i should have been doing but uh not quite that scary but since then i got like i i put the fear of god in me a little bit and since then i've been very careful not to go out unless it's like pretty small right yeah yeah so i and i took pat our mutual friend pat o'brien uh i've taken him a few times now or he's you know i'm taking him he's come with us and uh yesterday we went and it was like three to four and uh and it was it was old patio b's first taste of like little little bigger little little bigger bigger, little bigger than like he needs to be doing same with me too like uh, preferably i'm doing one to three foot waves a four to five foot wave again like it doesn't sound like that that it's a lot of water man it's a lot sure but sometimes that like baptism by fire helps put everything in perspective and helps you be like oh okay yeah that now i can handle this like i'll start on my level yeah and i'll like this isn't so bad all of a sudden after i've saw the three to four foot yeah i mean there is some of that i got i got seven to eight was legit scary do you know what i mean like that was very scary and i was like um I didn't surf for a little while after I got back from Hawaii because I was just like a little bit shook. Oh, wow. And now there are times where if I'm out there and waves are and things are getting a little hairy, it's never that big. But like, let's say I'm in the middle of a big set, which I'll explain what that means in a sec. Um, I do get slight sort of like pangs and tinges in my body that feel like uh, like like low grade PTSD. Oh, where like Dang, like yeah. like my body is reminded of that Hawaiian experience and is like. You need to get out of here. Yeah, now's you know yeah, I mean? fight yeah, or like flight, I, baby. Yeah, get I start out. to panic a little bit. So I do think, yes, you want to get baptism by fire, but to a point. Sure, yeah. you, know you, don't, yeah, <laughs> like, you don't want to be like, yeah, yeah shell-shocked for the rest of your life right, exactly. and not want to do it anymore. Oh, exactly. I mean, unless, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Well, how does yeah. it start? Like, what's your, the what's like the first time going surfing like? The first time I went surfing, I went in, um, in the Bay Area, actually, in Santa Cruz. Oh. Or that's I guess that, that's not that's not the Bay Area, but that's close uh, to the no, Bay Area. No, but yeah, Northern California, yeah. Um, which was really fun with my friend Owen, who was a, m- a more experienced and a surfer than I am. And uh, I just boogie boarded the first the first couple times, and that's what I would recommend to anybody: is um, you want to go on a small day, which is like one to three foot waves, and then don't sh- if people try and st- they think about standing. Standing is 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 hard, but it's the hardest. The first hard thing you have to learn how to do when you surf is catch the wave. Now, a lot of people have taken surf lessons, right? Well, they'll, they'll go out with an instructor one time in their life, like in Nicaragua or Costa Rica or something. And they're on like, vacation. On vacation. A couple yeah. daiquiris deep. You know, exactly. With, a guy, with a guy named rate. Ido or a guy named Zen. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> Ido comes up and says, he pays. Breathe, mate. Just breathe. <laughs> It'll be 10 euro. <laughs> and, uh, and they think that they – and they stand usually – with the surf lesson, they think that they're good. What they don't realize that's happening is the surf instructor is almost always holding the end of your board and pushing you. At, so he'll he'll spot the waves and listen. Wave selection is key. Okay, guys. Yeah, you can only imagine. This is a mind sport. This, this is isn't a, this just is a, a big, physical it's, sport. It's a big mind sport, guys. Yeah. And so he labels. He's like, okay, this is the wave you're going to go for. Start paddling now, and he'll be right with you. And then he'll push your board right when the wave comes and he'll tell you when to stand and he'll go stand up and so you're standing and that push is makes you catch the wave so what people don't understand is is they're like yeah i went i took a surf lesson and i caught all these waves and i stood a couple times even like i can surf and then they go out there without a person pushing them it's sort of like riding a bicycle without like training wheels you know so the first hard thing you have to do is learn how to catch waves and that's actually like uh just bizarrely difficult 
So that's why I always say boogie board because with boogie boarding, you will that's what you're all you're doing is learning how to catch get the your wave. timing down right because yeah. people will try and stand too early and blah, blah, blah. it's not about standing it's about catching the wave right yeah oh wow so, so that's the first thing you gotta learn but you didn't even stand up the first time no i didn't stand up for did a you while. still use the same surfboard or was it like a little as of when from when the Santa Cruz trip. The Santa Cruz. Oh, the Santa the Cruz trip. Uh, oh, yeah. No. So I used one of Owen's boards. He he gave me like an extra board, which was smaller than like. So you want to start with long boards, not short boards. Long boards are easier to like learn on and easier to stand on. Gotcha. Uh, this was probably like a seven six single fin. So a single fin means there's one fin uh, below the board versus three. Uh, now here's the thing about single fin, guys. Single fin, um, they're like, they're they're easier to balance, uh, but they're not as fast. So you there's like pros and cons. So you start with the single fin. Um, no, like uh, most people should start with a wave storm. A wave storm is what they're called softies. They're a soft top. So most most surfboards have hard tops, right? They're right. They're, they're like yeah, you got to get the softy guys. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, rubber walls. Like you can just kind of bounce off of it exactly. when, yeah. when you're not good. Bumpers. At it. Yeah, yeah. Bumpers. it's sort of like it's a uh, it's, it's like bumper cars. They yeah, it's, fo it's foam driving. tops. Yeah. They're the bumper cars of surfing. It's yeah. it's they're they're foam top boards. And that means they're very buoyant and they're very light. So paddling can be also very tricky in the beginning. Like it's very tiring to like paddle, paddle, and you have to paddle hard enough to pick up enough speed to catch the wave. Yeah. Right. So with a foam board, the, the waves are lighter, or the boards are lighter and a little bit more forgiving, and um, they're very buoyant and and a little bit easier to like stand up on and whatnot. So, but but if you see somebody with a foam top in the water, like they're not good. Oh, so, okay. yeah, that's so a good like way. I would say yeah. they're beginners, but yeah, they're not. Yeah. Good. Well, sure. Same well, no, they same. suck. Yeah. So no, they suck. <laughs> you should kind of not respect them. And well, I will say, just, just throw things at I've them. I've never and been mansplained to so much than in the water. Like surfers are, you know, the, the stereotype of like weed smoking, like everybody's chill. Nah, dude, there are some aggro dudes out there. It's crazy. What, what do you mean by mansplained? Like, just like I'll be paddling by a stranger. I'm not asking him for anything. I'm just paddling, and the guy will tell you what you're doing wrong immediately, but not in a helpful way. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what Welcome I mean? So like, hey, to man, my you gotta world. choke up. You gotta like, listen, dude. You can feed her in the water. If you're in the water, you're gonna lose speed. Let me tell you something. But like yesterday, Ew. this is it. Sucks. Yesterday, and I, was gonna, I, I saw a shark. I saw a shark when I went surfing with Pat, uh, which is crazy. Whoa, a shark in Santa, Santa Monica. In Santa Monica, uh, a great white shark. No. Holy crap. Yeah, uh, I saw a great white shark. Now, it was pretty far away, but um, basically, I was sitting on a board, and this relates to the to shitty guys in a sec, but um, I'm sitting on my board, just, and there was all these seagulls, like, way, way out, like, probably, like, two or 300 yards out, kind of in this, like, feeding frenzy in the ocean, like, just squawking and, like, all diving, and clearly, there was, like, a bunch of fish there, and I'm just watching this, like, congregation of gulls, and <laughs> all of a sudden, a great white fully breaches jumps out of the water i saw the whole thing from head to tail whoa and i have a video not of what i actually saw but of um a very similar situation oh uh my that God. The viewers it jumped out yeah shit. which is actually not that rare uh it it, it, it had they breach uh, a decent amount and and um yes show i off. saw a shark breach yeah sharks are the show-offs of the they are the show-offs yeah and i was like holy shit and i actually wasn't that scared just because it was pretty far away but I turned to these guys near me and I was like, did you guys see that? And, and no one. And they were like, what? And I was like, I think I just saw a shark breach. And this one dude's like, oh, yeah, somebody else said they saw a shark like uh, 20 minutes ago. So, was, yeah, probably a shark. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then this salty dog, this fucking salty old guy, he was like, he was like, 
He's like, he's like, when sharks hunt, you don't see them. They come up from blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Like, what? Like, it's just like, oh. it's just constantly telling you why you're wrong and that like sucks. what you're doing that's wrong and all this stuff. But it was definitely a shark. Um, but yeah, so I, I've now seen a great white shark in the wild, in the flesh. Damn. Man, that's really cool. I guess yeah. that is kind of the well, another cool benefit of surfing is you get to see, you probably run into like dolphins. We all saw all dolphins yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Pat was probably 10 yards from like five dolphins. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, they, they come up. The dolphins are chill, man. Dolphins yeah. are chill. We seals are assholes. Dolphins chiller than surfers. Uh, yeah. Way chiller. Oh, dolphins damn. than surfers, man. Dolphins definitely not going to explain anything to you. Do yourself a favor. Start surfing with dolphins. Yeah. And dolphins Start surf. out with dolphins. Dolphins body surf. Yeah, well, yeah I was yeah, gonna say. Yeah. For fun. Has that ever happened? Mm-hmm. They're like you're the, going and they're going. I they're one of the only it, uh, animals that do things for fun. Yeah, right. Just for fun. Right. So anyway, so that's pretty. That was pretty crazy that that we had that that experience yesterday. But uh, also, the L.A. waters are actually um, kind of shark infested right now. Uh, which it's is that like wonderful time of year where they're chasing the sardines? No, well, what ha- here's is that a- winter? I forget. They, I don't know, but 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 I do know that the Santa Monica Bay, which is like, I think that's like from Long Beach to Malibu, essentially. Like it's the whole, like it's it's not just Santa Monica Beach, you know, mm-hmm. is a nursery for great whites. So they yeah. have their babies there. And normally, what ends up happening is that the when you're a great whites, they give their birth, and then the fucking adults are out, and the babies are on their own immediately. And so the babies usually chill in the Bay Area, in the Santa Monica Bay Area, because they're, the adults aren't around to like compete with, and there's plenty of prey, blah blah blah. But then when the water gets cold in the winter, they go down to Baja. Now, in the last four years, scientists have noticed that because of global warming and the waters here are warmer than normal, they're staying. So they're staying, and then the next year the next generation of sharks are also being born whoa so now for the last there's basically like four or five years worth of sharks there's four or five times more sharks right now than there normally is wow because they're not going they're not migrating nearly as uh it would it with the numbers that they normally do wow so it is a little scary yeah that's very scary i mean i'm not one to be scared of going into the ocean but i will say we were in north carolina a couple years ago me and ashley were for Mm -hmm. a just a family vacation with my family and we saw a bunch of um stingrays yes oh well you remember this and they were like everywhere and once i saw them like they were kind of how far would you say like 20 yards out from like not too far out, like you. If that, we could float out there very oh, yeah. easily without. It was even definitely noticing. in a place where we were swimming. Right, so. but then after the, after I saw all of them, it was like a huge pack, a fifty. Yeah, wow. maybe. beautiful. And it was beautiful, but like once I saw that, I was like, "Fuck that! I am not going in that <laughs> yeah, water yeah. anymore." Up to my knees, I'm yeah. I'm bowing out the rest of the way. Yeah. So like, I'm fine with being like, uh, I'll go in blind and be like i'm sure it's everyone else is swimming yeah. or whatever yeah. but once i see something like that i'm like oh, i'm out of the ocean no until, i feel you until my next vacation I feel there you. was there was a shark attack actually the day we left Whoa. and then like three more after oh yeah this after is in that. the outer really? banks yes the outer banks, outer banks. North Carolina. yeah what kind of sharks are out there um that's a great question i'm not sure i don't know hammerhead <laughs> <laughs> What kind of sharks? Pretty do cool I if they know? were hammerhead. Tiger I don't know. Sharks? I really am not sure, but yeah, okay. they were uh, they were biting. Wow. So yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, George, that's very all great stuff about yeah, yeah. surfing. Um, I learned so much, truly. 
Is that yeah? I mean, there's more. I don't know. What do you guys want to? Is, I mean, is, how much time we got? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. We got. Uh, we're we're at about the time. Is there is okay. there like one like seminal uh, or outstanding surfing experience that you've had that's been like okay, I love surfing now. Um. I yeah. I mean, I they, I I guess I just to be honest, I just really like being in the water. Like the thing about surfing is, it is kind of a meditative experience like even if you're not catching a ton of waves like if you're just out in the water to be doing like something like a sport and something athletic like that physical but in tune with nature yeah is a very unique thing that i haven't really experienced in other sports you know and yeah because you're kind of at the whims of the ocean and everything exactly and yeah and like just w sitting on your board like past so if you if you swim out past the break what that means is past where the waves are crashing where the waves are breaking you're you're very safe there, not necessarily from sharks, but you're safe there from the waves. Yeah. So that so so waves come in sets. So they'll come at like three at a time or five at a time. Sometimes like twenty at a time. And then there's a lull where there's no waves for a little while. Sometimes as long as ten minutes. And then there's another set of five waves, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of surfing is just chilling. And so once you paddle out, you're, you usually paddle out in between sets, ideally. And then you get on your board and you're just kind of like waiting in the water. And it's a very it, it does kind of feel in a stupid, bizarre way, like you're in the womb or something like it's a very. No, weird I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel yeah. the same exact way. Yes. Yeah, it's a very weird, um, comforting uh, feeling. And so the first couple times I went, I, that's just what I was very much in touch with. And uh, and it's just it's just gorgeous. Like the, one of the, my favorite places to surf out in L.A. Is, is Sunset Beach, which is where Sunset Boulevard hits the ocean. And it literally hits the PCH, and you just park your car on the shoulder of Highway 1, which is a gorgeous highway. Yeah. And you get best. out of your car, you take your board, and you just fucking waddle down this cliff, jump into the Pacific Ocean, and there you are. It's like California postcard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I think, something I really love about surfing. And, and also for me, moving to L.A. and being such a New Yorker and stuff, I was just like, I want to do things out here that I couldn't do in New York. Not, I mean, there is surf in New York, but things that I – that are unique to LA and and it's just been like a really fun thing to kind of like get involved in that feels very California and like I'm I'm taking advantage of where I'm living you know what I mean right yeah and that like I can't think of another sport that has that same like it's only you and this like piece of wood basically yeah and you're just in the middle of nature doing right. like could be completely all alone I can't think of another uh sport that is so like on your own in in a beautiful like you said in a postcard yeah and and just like at the whims of nature and, right and totally it's sort it's of like cool. it's sort of like going on a walk in the woods alone you know like it's very it has that contemplative uh, aspect to it I mean you obviously can go with friends and the breaks are crowded and that's that's one thing but like I think the one of the most enjoyable things about surfing is you can just you can go by yourself at any time. And like you could, it, it will take you to cool places. Like you could drive up to Santa Barbara, and be like, today I'm just gonna go up to Santa Barbara by myself with my surfboard and surf in a place I've never been before. And that's really cool, you know? Yeah, that's cool. And yeah. I like I can relate to that a little. It's not the same, obviously, but like running is similar yeah, to yeah. like distance running, right? Where you can you kind of just run in the woods right. for a long time, and it's just like all of a sudden this doesn't feel as much like a, a sport or a game or anything like that, and you're just kind of like at the whims of what's happening. Yeah, I mean, like I'm sure. Have you ever have you like worked through shit like while you're oh running yeah and stuff? like you know what I mean? Like that's what I would guess, right? Like, yeah, similar. And, yeah, and now not so much now because I like run with headphones on now like a little wussy boy. <laughs> uh, but in college, 
uh, that was like strictly uh, like we never ran with. Was headphones that a not on. allowed? It wasn't not allowed. It was just like someone who runs with headphones on is a jogger, and a runner doesn't run with headphones okay. on. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I used to go on like two hour runs by myself, uh, just in the woods, <laughs> just thinking. Yeah. And I yeah. think that like it's a very like nice experience. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Being alone. A lot of people uh, are never alone with their thoughts. Oh, Tr- truly yeah, never. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. And and if you have to do it through a sport, all the better. You right. Know? And that's something. Yeah. Like I should do more of that. Like yeah. now, like I said, I I get like you know. I, I don't want to run and then I'll be like, well, I'll listen to this podcast or I'll listen to this album or whatever. And that is what will get me out to do it. But I should just like force myself, you know, go on an hour run and just fucking think about it. Deal know? with it. Yeah. Think about your life, man. <laughs> well, let me, I did want to not to, I, and you know, not to, you know, turn this into the running podcast, but can you tell me a little bit more about <laughs> having, cause I remember you mentioned to me once that you like passed out and stuff like when you were training in college that you would like wouldn't you be like so uh exhausted and somewhat malnourished that you would like faint and shit oh yeah i well (laughs) i went through a lot of stuff that's a a whole another long conversation but i i went through a lot of stuff of like my own personal like i didn't i thought too much about my diet Uh, okay and in thinking like i just kind of stopped eating a lot like i would eat the same thing every day and Uh, like i would have like grilled chicken and spaghetti every day wow (laughs) and that gives you a lot of nutrients and stuff but it doesn't give you like iron for instance and iron depletion um and i had a few like heart uh issues where i like had like a racing heart and stuff and i forget what the name of it was called but uh yeah it was that was all kind of like self-imposed because overthinking right stuff okay and that's why i'm kind of like to this day i feel like i i'm a little like averse to overthinking what i eat mm. and i just like okay i'm hungry for th- this thing i'm gonna eat this thing and right. that's what i'll i'll do right because once you stop like uh negotiating with those urges uh and and just like avoid like block them out completely then you're not listening to your body at all right or at least right. that's what i was thinking. no that makes sense that's yeah. what i learned from the experience of becoming iron depleted <laughs> as a 20 year old man which doesn't happen very often right <laughs> wow uh, but yeah yeah so anyway that's cool. similar yeah similar surfing running no doubt you know, get into nature people Hell yeah, yeah dude. just be alone with your thoughts for a second try it so george yeah what we're gonna do now is play a, a quick game yeah what's this game the game that I, I we mentioned that we were going to play a game with George right before recording, and he's been very curious <laughs> what the game is. I'm just a little curious George over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a game that people who have listened to the podcast before will recognize. It's called Root It or Boo It. Okay. Here, Ashley is going to say a sports thing, and you either need to root it, meaning thumbs up, mm-hmm. or boo it, thumbs down. Okay. And if I don't know what it is? You'll know You'll what know. all okay. of these are. Right. Yeah, these are very uh, basic sports things Dude, that basic. a sports head like you will definitely know. Great. Okay, so first off, an easy one, t-shirt cannons. I'll root, root it or boo it? I'll root that. Yeah, how do you boo a t-shirt why, why cannon? Not? Yeah. You would be a sick, disgusting <laughs> sick, person. Disgusting and I don't like freak. fun, and I love t-shirt Have cannons. Have you guys ever gotten the shirts? I did when I was a kid all the time. Really? Yeah. All wow. the time. That's a good question. I don't think I ever have. I haven't either, yeah. I've when I was a little kid, so they did not. There was no way they were fitting. Yeah, I mean, they're all like XL. extra large Hanes yeah. BPTs. Extra, extra, yeah, yeah. Bad news. With hard plastic <laughs> <I know>. plastic <laughs> on them. 
exactly. Huge like Scratchy. Verizon logos. Yeah. yeah. Comcast is my favorite. I feel like I must have had like my, three Comcast I got my shirts. Triple XL Comcast shirt. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> has a little tiny Cincinnati yeah. Reds logo. Yeah, yeah exactly, and a giant hot dog on it. Um, all right, let me pick one for root it or boo it. Long basketball shorts. Hmm. Um, oh man, we're I talking. So we're talking like Iverson era. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my that like was my calves. era. That was my era coming up. You know? I know so, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like we were the same age. We were watching. You know, all yeah. three of us were watching those basketball players when we were kids. They yeah. all had the long. I I, I guess I got to root it for that reason. I will say they're a little impractical having played in them. Like they do. I I do specifically remember like dribbling between my legs and it would hit. <laughs> yeah. I had such skinny legs. <laughs> no, I was the that, same like, way. Yeah. These long ass shorts. They would like hit my shorts and then I would like turn the ball over. Because they would like, I'd lose the ball or something. So they are a little bit, um, they're a little impractical. But super shorty shorts on basketball men look really stupid too. So it is. I think stylistically, they're better than short shorts, but they're not as practical. This is an opinion I've had for a long time now, and I think it's slowly, slowly actually happening. But one day, I'm I'm beating the desk right now. Break your finger. Um. One day, a basketball player will come out and wear the, like, Kevin McHale yeah. shorts, and it will sweep the nation. Everyone, if it's a lovable basketball player, they're going to have the really short ones. And they're still they're wearing shorter and shorter ones every year now, so eventually it'll get to this. But just go back to the original shorts, and that that will sweep the nation. Everyone will be wearing those, I'm sure. I just, But I do think grown men in short shorts look, you, especially skinny guys, which most basketball players are, look stupid. I, <laughs> like you but just it, look there's dumb. a very fine line that I think sometimes there uh, is, certain yeah. men can straddle sure. by looking weird and looking right. dumb. Right. And weird is, is sometimes a lot of fun. That's true. And yeah. I, I can just see, like... Uh, Trying to think of who would be a good candidate for this, but like, like Dennis Rodman, uh, he would wear short shorts like That's long true. past when it was That's true, fashionable yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I thought he looked great in them. He did look great, despite yeah. his politics. Now, <laughs> I think he looked great in his shorts. All right, I'm trying okay. to find a picture of Patrick McCaw because he wears yeah he wears shorter, shorter ones, shorts, yeah. but there I'm looking it up now and I've just they're still not quite correctly. like 80s Celtics. They're not. Uh, yeah. You know, Larry Bird shorts. But they're shorter. All right, here's the third one. Yeah. Rooted or boo it, George. Football tailgating. Well, I've never I I don't have a lot of experience with it. Uh yeah. other than I went to a Phillies or not Phillies, an Eagles game for like a like some like college humor video or something where I had to like interact with all these oh, man, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I did I I've always thought like it's not for me, but I will say observing everyone doing it, um, they had seem to be having a lot of fun. So I'm gonna root it. Yeah, I I enjoy tailgating. I think it's fun. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like a fan of tailgating culture, which is probably uh, airs on the like agro broy yeah, side yeah, yeah. As, as we were talking about before. But I've been to a few Bengals tailgates in my time, and my dad. Uh, does he has season tickets to the Cincinnati Bearcats college football uh, season, and he like will host like two games a year. He they like take turns him and his like friends take turns turns hosting, and they all like 
do it up big and like do their f- their own personal chili recipe yeah. or whatever the hell it is and they bring their own personal favorite beers and everything and it is a lot of fun uh you know if you're an old yeah person and you're getting ready for a game and you just yeah. get to eat outside it's nice yeah no, i agree i mean i so did you root? Ru- oh, sorry wait, go ahead. yes did you root or boo it that's I right rooted it. Rooted okay. it. yeah um growing up in the bay area it was temperature was always all right you know, right, so right. I can't even imagine yeah. tailgating oh, in a yeah. blizzard. And I've been in cold tailgates. I've been at tailgates that are under 30 degrees. Wow. And people like drinking vodka from like those. The shoots, the ice the shoots. Sho- ice shoots. Yeah. yeah really. Wow. I didn't do that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just Hopefully like, not. sucked on my Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah. My one Miller Lite. Yeah. Tried to stay warm. Exactly. Need that for warm. All right. Root it or boo it. Vegas sports books. Um, I'll root it. Uh, I think gambling on sports is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. I think gambling on sports is really the only type of gambling that's fun. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. I d- when I went to Vegas for the first time like a year ago, and I uh, gambled on the Giants Eagles game, and uh, I won money, and it was really fun. Nice, it was very thrilling. Yeah. Because now it's like you're part of the team. Yeah. You know, know. you yeah. got something out of this. I sat next to a guy watching that game you know i was at one of these bars or whatever and uh we got to talking and, and this dude had some app where like he was just i mean he was clearly addicted to gambling but he was gambling there was like seven different games playing like there's a san antonio spurs game and he was gambling on all of them and in very weird ways like yeah. not even like it wasn't like who's gonna win it was like, like third quarter points yeah, third or quarter points like if this dude's gonna make uh, miss a foul shot like crazy thing yeah but he had like a surplus of like 15 grand in his account and he was showing me and explaining it. but he also like listening to him talk about his life he just didn't seem like a happy guy so yeah I mean, you know i mean we read me and ashley recently went to vegas and it was my first time there and it really is kind of a uh i'm it's a place where i'm happy that it exists so that people can get their vices out because i'm for you know indulging your vices every once in a while but then obviously there is another yeah uh, portion of people who aren't just indulging their vices well, like officially once or twice the a line. year yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're kind of like living in their vices right which is you know not so fun to right. be around yeah all right finally rooted or boo it mm-hmm. thunder sticks these are the blow up uh little wands that Mostly basketball fans yes. clap together when the opposing team is shooting free throws. Yes. Yeah, I I see no reason to boo it. I would I would root it. I guess. I mean, I I don't. I've never thunder sticked myself, like in the crowd. Right. Um. I don't think they're as annoying as like a vuvuzela or something like that. Um. But I feel like if it helps the fans get involved in the like if they feel like they're more a part of the game, why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a. I boo it. You boo it. Okay. I know I was not asked. Yeah. But <laughs> where everyone's here's the asked, thing. even including the viewers at home. Yes, I want to hear your thoughts. Who uh, roots it? Who boos it? Hit us up at, at Sports Sports. Um, but when in 2002, the Angels adopted the Thundersticks. Yeah. I don't know if there were a couple other teams, but I believe this was the first time in baseball that it happened. Uh, and I believe they got it from Japan. So. They have these thunder sticks, and we're playing them in the world. The Giants are playing them in the World Series. Yeah. And here they have this dumbass monkey right. that's jumping around. They're playing the jump rally around monkey. the rally monkey, and they all got thunder sticks. Right. And I was so annoyed. I hated them because the entire time everyone thought that they were doing something. You know what I mean? Right. And they were probably because 
you're, you're willing this team to win really hard. I believe that that does help. But anyways, they're hitting these thunder sticks and they think they're all cute, you know, whatever. And then the Giants get them next year because then it becomes very popular right. and all the other teams want him. And I was like, I'm not touching those things. Oh, man, I loved him. Yeah. I loved him so much, but I hated that I loved him. And that's why I'm going to boo it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll say I think I boo him, too, because I don't like the i don't like sitting next to people who have them. that makes sense <laughs> yeah. and i've definitely sat next to people who had them and sometimes like i want a little kid to have fun at the game but i don't want them to like clap a loud ass thing in my ear <laughs> yeah. the whole yeah. time so i i say the the implements like they'd be fun if we lived in a society where <laughs> where people realized they were making a lot of noise in your ear they'd be fun if we live in a society with respect. Yeah, Thank exactly. You. And that yeah. is where we will end it. <laughs> Folks, respect everyone around you when you're Re at the ball packed. game. Retupect, whether it's Derek Jeter or not. Respect. Respect. <laughs> George, speaking of respect, yeah. I respect you a lot. I respect <laughs> the hell out of you guys. <laughs> yeah. And, I respect you know. Ashley, of course. Hey, my I respect you guys so wife, much. My fiance. fiance. You, you got to respect. respect. You, you don't got even it. get to choose. <laughs> you got to respect your fiance. <laughs> And now, a third base coach comes home to his wife and kids. Okay, Sarah, Brandon, Jeepin, Creep, that's your father. Dad's home! That's right, Dad's home. Now go get ready for dinner. Wash up. Hi, honey, I'm home. No, you're not at work! Stop waving runners home! You're breaking everything! Oh, uh, sorry, honey. I, you know, I gotta stop bringing work home with me. <laughs>